Welcome to Going Deeper. My name is Marcy Sklove, and we are in part two of my interview with Francis Crowe. We left off talking about media and how important and influential the film and different news uh, programs can be in doing political work. And I just wanted to start back with that, Francis. And, uh, and, and hear a little more, especially this whole uh, segment of our interview, I want to talk about what's going on now since the election. And one of the things that has come up and that I've been hearing in the news is about uh, alternative facts and different kinds of news agencies. Um, so could you talk a little bit about, you know, what you think about the news media and, and what, what should be happening? Well, the corporate news media only cares about selling and uh, their ratings. Mm -hmm. And so they're willing to support uh, Trump when he's running because the more outrageous his statements are, the higher their ratings are, Absolutely. and the more advertising they can get, the more they can charge for their advertising. Mm -hmm. So I think you know, the corporate media elected him yeah. president, and now that he is president, he has all of this power, then you know he can continue the outrageous stuff and acting on it. And I think it's harm, you know, causing a lot of harm uh, for a lot of people. I think in the issue of health care, that mm. uh, many, many uh, older people, poor people, are not going to be covered by health insurance. Yeah. And the drug companies are going to go up on their uh, cost of drugs. Yeah. The pharmaceutical companies will increase the costs. Wow. And, you know, he also then can go ahead and do many things like his, uh, you know, seeking a completion of the pipeline that's going through sacred land mm -hmm. uh, held by the native people. And uh, I just feel that we're in deep trouble yeah. because of an irresponsible media. Yeah. And someone like Amy Goodman, who does the War Peace Report, 20 years she's been on the air five days a week Gosh. being responsible about what she says yeah. and uh, letting the older, the poor, the less articulate mm -hmm. be on the air, although they may not be the most uh, beautiful or attractive Flashy, people, yeah. but they're speaking in their 
own voice. Yeah, yeah. And that is so important. Yes, it is. It certainly is. But I think, you know, the corporate media put Trump there. Yeah. And uh, he still has their ear. Mm-hmm. And never mind the victim. Yeah, yeah. Well, he's, you know, having his little battles here and there with different media sources, CNN and such. But I agree with you. I remember hearing how outrageous he was as the story of the day instead and giving him all that free attention and, and free airtime. But here we are. We're in this predicament. Every day there's new things getting signed into law, or not really law, but things he's trying to promote. Uh, what, what do you want to say to us about where we're at now? I think we're at a very, very dangerous part of our history. Mm. The most dangerous probably we've ever been. Wow. And whether or not the opposition in Congress will have the courage to stand up and do what is right, I don't know. Yeah. And I know uh, Paki Whelan, mm. who is a very close friend, is in Washington now with Medea Benjamin, and they're trying very mm. hard to get into these hearings and with their signs and their, you know, speaking the truth. Wow. to break up the hearings when they were approving various people oh, appointed see. by Trump. And they went in one day dressed as if they were members of the Ku Klux Klan, and they had signs on their hands that they held up. Wow. And, of course, uh, once when Obama was there, uh, when he, uh, she was in to break up a hearing, he said, watch that woman. She knows what she's doing. Hockey. No, about Medea Benjamin. Oh, Medea Benjamin. That she knows, and that's right. She yeah. does know, but she's dragged out. Now, I haven't talked to them this week, yeah. whether or not they're able to get into and anymore. What were the signs? What I kinds don't remember, of signs? but okay. they were too small. But I see. You know, they were. That's uh, amazing. Yeah. You know, talking about the racism. But I feel, you know, that, that they may not be able to get in again. Mm -hmm. and, mm -hmm. But they're trying to get in. Yeah to disrupt the hearings. Yeah. And uh, Paki says they have to get there very early in the morning hmm. to talk to the people wow. and get in and to speak their truth. But well, I feel, you know, yeah. on this issue of the uh, standing rock where mm. he talks about, you know, he wants to finish the pipeline that will employ more people. And hogwash, I say, yeah. you know, if they uh, put the people to work making um, solar panels right. for and help them put up solar panels on their land right. if they want them uh, on the sacred land. Yeah. But to go under the earth and uh, disturb possibly uh, 
huge aquifer that is the water oh. for many, many people yeah. is very wrong. And I, I feel that, uh, you know, he's treating the Native Americans as if they don't matter. Right. And I think that it's good that so many people are standing up yeah. and supporting them. Yeah. because it's very necessary. Yeah. And they, you know, when people from here went out thinking they were going to have nonviolence training, they don't need nonviolence yeah. training. They need to listen to the Native That's people right. who, you know, are speaking yeah. in a spiritual right. path yeah. and they're following their convictions, Absolutely. which are very important. And their process is, has so much integrity and uh, so much history embedded in the process itself. Yes. Mm -hmm. So I support them in yeah. any way that I can. Yeah. And I worry for them, too. And the, this cold winter and uh, all the snow they've had out yeah. there. Yeah. It's not been easy for people to live there. Yeah. But uh, now I think, you know, if Trump is saying shoot to kill, right. you know. Well, there, it, I have been heard, I've been told that it's kind of a war zone there already, even before Trump. It was pretty militarized uh, mm -hmm. between the construction site and the protest site. And I do worry about shoot to kill. Yes. Yeah. Well, I, I think we're moving into a fascism yeah. that is going to be very difficult to control. So what, what were your memories of Hitler? Well, you know, you were probably... That we didn't know a lot until yeah. it was almost too late. Yeah. And I remember when I was in graduate school in New York, I met someone who got out of Nazi Germany. And as she was boiling an egg in the little pantry, mm -hmm. you know, and I was ironing yeah. a, a shirt or something. Right. She told me what was Her really story. going on. But we didn't know. Yeah. And I don't think we wanted to know. Yeah about what was really going on. Yeah. And I feel, you know, now if the media plays up Trump instead of talking about fascism, right. and when, you know, they come for us, it may be too late. Yeah. And so I feel um, we have one another, and I spoke on yeah. Sunday when we had a rally in Northampton uh, and 3,000 people. The Women's March. Women's March. Yeah, the Sister March. And they had, you know, women, men, and children sure. were there and it was a wonderful event. And I was one of the women asked to speak. But I said, you know, we need to 
uh, support one another. That's really all we have is one another. Mm -hmm. And uh, we need to live locally, support mm -hmm. the local stores, keep our money here. Yeah. Don't let have them get a hold of it through the corporations. Yeah. Uh, spend it here and it will be recycled into our economy. Mm -hmm. And I feel strongly that we need to do that. That's really good. And there's so many local CSAs and farms and ways to, you know, really support And grocery stores, you know, I said, shop at the local grocery stores. Sure. And if you buy things online from Amazon, you know, um, the profits don't come here. Yeah, yeah. And so this is what we have to figure out, how we can support one another, mm -hmm. help one another, mm -hmm. because it will be very important. There's another message that you're wearing on your T-shirt that I think is a very important one. Can you talk a little bit about that? Yes, I feel we have to resist in every way possible and do it with compassion. Mm -hmm. But, you know, we have to look at everything we do and say, how can we resist? How can we build community here? And I don't know whether we would ever come to a national strike, mm -hmm. uh, but if, you know, we could shut down a town for a, a, a day or yeah. an afternoon and all the people get out and talk to one another, yeah. Uh, that would be very useful. Well, this is an interesting topic for me because I've been giving a lot of thought about how polarized we are between the folks who voted for Trump and the folks who didn't. And Amherst is a pretty liberal, the whole valley is pretty liberal and not, I, I mean, we do have little pockets mm -hmm. uh, that actually voted for Trump, but in a local way, you know, how can we do that resistance and be respectful of the people who think differently and how to show compassion to understand their point of view? Well, I think many people did feel the need for Trump, and I can understand that. You know, we've all been promised uh, certain things after World War II that everybody was going to have all of these goodies and they didn't come to everybody mm -hmm. because proportionally uh, too many of them went to Trump and his allies yeah. Yeah. at the top <laughs> and they never noticed you know the hungry locally and what was necessary here so I can understand yeah. why. But, you know, now that he's in power, he's not doing the things that he said he was going yeah. to do. Yeah. And so if he wants to build that wall, uh, all right, take it out of the military budget. Right. Start, mm -hmm. Stop bo uh, bombing mm -hmm. uh, Iraq 
Pakistanis, mm -hmm. uh, Syrians, you know, let's welcome the Syrians yes. into our community. Let's, you know, we need them. We need those refugees, we do. Yeah. We, and so I feel, you know, this is, take the money not from my taxes, I'm a tax resistor. Oh, I wanted to ask you mm -hmm. about that. So I remember years ago that Randy Keeler and his wife, they lost their home when they yes. were tax resistors. How is it that you haven't lost your home? I put everything in a trust for my children okay. so that I own nothing. Wow. And so, um, and it works very well. Mm -hmm. I haven't paid board taxes for 10 years. And then do you... Um, I redirect that money. Yeah. I send it to the Rocky Children's Hospital in Baghdad. Oh. For, uh, this is the wonderful hospital that Dr. Mazen uh, runs uh, for the children. And I spend the money on uh, helping others survive mm -hmm. who need it to live. Do you um, also direct some of that money locally, like in the U.S., for education and health yes. and things like that? for education yeah. for my grandchildren. Mm -hmm. And so that they'd go to college mm -hmm. without a debt. Wow. And uh, so, and I, I write to IRS and tell them I file every year and I write and tell them, you know, this is what I'm doing with my money. I, see. I feel that every person should be able to go through graduate school without costing it any mm -hmm, money. Mm -hmm. And if we weren't fighting all these wars, there would be enough money sure. for health care for everybody in this country free and for education through uh, college yeah, yeah and you know graduate school yeah so francis one of the phenomenon that i see i've been very active in the league of women voters uh, for the last year and a half especially and what we see in the league uh, is just that it's very difficult to get volunteers to have the time, you know, to join the board and to, to be active in the voter registration and all the other activities that the league does. And it's it, in the 60s, for instance, these were the women that were homemakers, but very intellectually alive and really needed the league as a place to, you know, use their brain and mm -hmm. to feel involved in the political world. Yes. And now it's very hard to get these kind of volunteers. Are you finding that there's been this shift in your work also? Yes, yes because they went off to get jobs yeah. at graduate school. <coughs> and so there is a shift. Mm -hmm. But young people are picking it up. And uh, so I feel, um, you know, all of our shut it down affinity groups mm -hmm. are older women. Mm -hmm. You know, we've 
had our families, uh, we've educated our kids. Now is the time, I think, 65 and uh, mm -hmm. over. To do that work. To find the people, I don't know, who would be in the league. Mm -hmm. Because it's that group that we really need to reach out to. Because, you know, when you're young, you're getting an education. Right. And then you're getting yourself established with your family. And you're working very hard. But it's later in life that, that you, you have, supposedly, they have some time. So maybe the answer is to target more people who are post-60, 65. <coughs> yes, I yeah, think so. That's interesting. Thank you. That, yes. I'll take that back to the League, uh, League of Women Voters of Amherst. That's very <laughs> helpful. Now, we have about, I don't know, five, eight minutes mm -hmm. left. And I, I wanted to just ask you if there was something else you wanted to bring up, you know, either from your past or something you're working on now, some thoughts you'd like to share. Well, I think it's important uh, to listen to democracy now. It's not enough to have it on the air, mm -hmm. but only if you listen and, and you can get it on your uh, computer mm -hmm. any time of the day or night. And uh, they have wonderful archives that mm -hmm. you can search back and get them. But I think that is an ex extremely important thing. Right, and also it's important these days to support financially these entities that we find helpful. You know, so to if there is an opportunity to donate money to uh, yes, Democracy Now! Uh, was an event I went to last um, Sunday night, Marty Nathan's birthday party, mm -hmm. where she's helping the immigrant population of Springfield. Mm. And that was a very good event. Uh, and I feel, you know, that that's... Was it a fundraiser? Yes. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So that's, that's so, a good way to do it, yeah. Uh, these are, you know, I'm grateful for her mm -hmm. that she is doing this kind of work. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, no, you're yeah. right. Are, are there any other news resources that you particularly like? Well, I read, you read the Nation, the Nation mm -hmm. magazine, The Washington Spectator, oh. which Ralph Nader put me on to and keeps sending me. Oh, funny. And I, I feel, uh, and The New Yorker has, you know, really good articles. Yeah. Good investigative. And so that yeah. I, I read a lot and um, mostly periodicals. Yeah. But I'm religiously addicted to democracy now. Yes. Yes. That's great. That's great. So, I guess that uh, trying to think if there's anything else I wanted to ask you, I. Well, you know, I another thing, I think, let's listen to people who object to what we're doing. Let's try to hear 
what they have to say and why they're objecting to mm -hmm. what we're uh, talking about. Yeah. And, you know, we will learn a lot of things. We may not change them, but I suspect uh, we're both changed a little yeah. by talking right. to one another. Right, and your idea of listening, you know, sometimes it's okay just to listen and not answer, not respond, but just to hear someone else's point of view. Meg Gage was on my show, just the, the interview before this, and we talked about town, Amherst town politics and how polarized things can get, that you're on one side with somebody, but if you disagree with them, then you know you all of a sudden aren't friends anymore, or just that sense of divide and polarization. And I think listening, what you're saying is very true. And try to figure out, you know, we may have different ways of accomplishing what we want to, right. to accomplish, but to look at the goal that we're mm. working for. Yeah, and also to think that the motivation is that everybody wants to make it a better place, almost everybody. <laughs> but Trump is talking about, you know, uh, he may not be bombing the Syrians, but, you know, the reason people come from Mexico is we flooded their market with our cheap corn so that they yeah. stopped growing the corn. Wow. And maybe this will, uh, they'll be able to stay home. The people won't want to come here. Interesting. And work for our, you know, low income sure. jobs, that they'll stay home and build a kind of community that they had before. Wow, that, we, see, there's something positive coming out of this. I think so. That's a great mm -hmm. idea, yeah. All right, well, Francis, I can't thank you enough for coming here today and having this interview with me and sharing so much of your thank wisdom. You. Marcy, yeah. you're a very good interviewer. Oh, gosh, thank you. <laughs>